of you that didn't hear the NHL reverting the Denonov trade. Back to Vegas he goes. Well, maybe he never left. We're not so, sure. I would imagine then uh, Vegas was tagged the last few days with his contract. Mm-hmm. You, you can't float days. No. They got to they gotta be accumulated somewhere. So they go back to Vegas and uh, cap friendly. What are they? What are they saying? Said after reverting the Dodonov trade, we now show Vegas with only four hundred and five uh, grand in usable space remaining in their LTI salary pool. As a result, they would now need to clear four point eight million to activate Martinez, nine million to activate Stone. They currently have a roster of twenty six, fifteen forwards, ninety two goalies. So. To get those guys in the lineup, you have to somehow get rid of whopping amounts of money. Huge. $13 million? If you want them both. Today. If you want them back today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically have to trade Eichel and then figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. That's a mess. I got to say this. It's embarrassing. I think that's embarrassing for the team to be stuck with. Agree. They can't even use the players they have. They just bought everyone, and now they're like, oh, what are the rules? Like, it's, I think it's embarrassing. Don't you? <laughs> I, I don't think there's another word that could be used. Well, oh, I mean, there's a few <laughs> that yeah. we can use on the show. I mean, just a baffling situation for them. So, yeah, I, it will be interesting to see. Here's the next question. You don't get those guys. You don't here, get Martinez and, and uh, Stone. Here, yeah, well, here's the question. Do they even try? Do they even no. try to make rooms? Only 16 games no. left. You're not going to... Can you trade Danov? Uh, was it you, Sammy, that said, would Montreal take him for a first? They owe him $6.5 in cash. He would be a $5 million hit for one more year. Mm-hmm. Could you get a team like Montreal to right. trade for him today? It might be the difference between making playoffs and not if you do it in the next... 24 hours or something you get them for all of the 16 games so so let me get this straight you you trade them to montreal mm. and it's a like a first or something it's a lottery pick oh yeah yeah, they, yeah. If, if they miss the playoffs yeah they could end up who knows like okay that just went from embarrassing to complete <laughs> disaster yeah. the potential wow. there yeah so no problems in new jersey like vegas right now let's welcome in ken danico ken how are you I'm good, fellas, and well, if you're looking at the season, yeah, there's plenty of problems, but certainly we're somewhat optimistic moving forward. That's that's how I'll put it. <laughs> nice. Um, did you ever have a a no trade in your contract? Did Lou give you any of those? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every every one of them. No, no. My no trade was uh, Kenny. If you play bad tomorrow, you're out of here. If you don't, you'll be here 20 years. But <laughs> That was my verbal uh, unwritten agreement. <laughs> nice. Uh, as we get ready for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs versus New Jersey, can you um, listen? We, we know New Jersey's been through a, a, a transition the last few years, but can you explain why the Leafs have the Devils number, you know, since going back to 2018? Well, look, a lot of teams have had their number and, and they've been able to break that trend with a lot of them. Washington, they couldn't beat for the life of them. They beat them earlier this year when they were playing well in the first 10 games of the year. 
Um, and St. Louis, they couldn't beat for the life of them, uh, just like same record as far as uh, the struggles against that they have against the Leafs, and they beat the St. Louis Blues twice this year. So those are strides. And for all intents and purposes, from my standpoint, they definitely should have won the game in Toronto, up 4-2 going to the third, and they just imploded on themselves. I, I think it was more of what they did, not what the Leafs did in that one. And then the Leafs blew them out in Jersey. That wasn't, wasn't even a contest. So, you know, it's just a team that in the last – Five, six, seven years, a lot of teams have had their number because they haven't been very good. That's the bottom line. But uh, with the nucleus they got now this year, it's kind of been at times all or nothing, and, and it's about that consistency. I mean, they've scored seven goals six times this year. They haven't done that since my days when we uh, won the Stanley Cup in 2000. That was the last time that was done in one season, and it's against some top teams. So it's finding that balance, guys, and Nick, about – uh, can they back it up the next night? They haven't been very good on the road. This is a tough spot for them, certainly against the Leafs. Despite their struggles against them, it would have been a tough spot regardless. But it, it's just that learning to win phase, man, on a consistent basis. And, yes, goaltending, we, I think we've talked about it before, has been a real problem spot, the number of guys are using. But I will tell you, I'm very, very high on Nico Dawes moving forward. He's only a 21-year-old goaltender, and he's got all the – all the right mindset and tools to be a real good goalie in this league, and I think he'll be going again tonight getting back-to-back starts. Ken, I think one of the reasons it seems like the the Devils are taking such strides is with Jack Hughes. You know, like, you're never guaranteed a first overall pick becoming great or rarely uh, guaranteed it anyway. You look at Lafreniere and Darlene and still waiting to see what some of these guys can be, but Hughes this year um, seems to have really taken a stride, 21 goals in just 43 games. What are your thoughts on where his game is at? Yeah, it's really nice to see. I mean, he, he's got all the makings of being a, an elite star player in this league, like like a lot of the great players. And I've always said, look, number one overall picks, we've had it twice, and you're going, at the time, there wasn't really generational players. They don't come around too often, the Matthews, the Crosbys, and, and the Ovechkins, and guys like that who, at 18 years old, step in and, and can dominate, or at least have a huge impact. So he's progressed nicely, but he had, wasn't insulated as an 18-year-old, so when he only had 21 points, I believe it was, came out, what's wrong, Jack? He was, he was a baby. Now he's becoming more of a man. He's got some pieces around him, some other young players that can keep up with him. And he is just, uh, I'll tell you, for, for a guy that, you know, has all the skill sets to be a star and a 100-point a, a guy in this league, whatever it may be, eventually, he, he, he's got a drive. And all the great ones have it. He's got an internal drive. And, and it's real nice to see. It's refreshing because we don't always see that in today's game with enough players where right. he's got to drive. When he's got two points, he wants three or four. And it's about winning. It's about his team. But he's got a, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. And I love to see that in, in star players, high, highly skilled guys. He's never satisfied. And so I just think he's, he's only going to get better and better. He's just a real electrifying player that skates extremely well and can really separate himself from from the defender with that great skating ability, his vision. He's just starting to figure it out with the mind, the hands, the feet, and when to shoot, when to pass. And that took him a couple of years for sure. But, but man, have I enjoyed watching him play. You know, even if they don't win, we got some players that at least put on a show for you on a pretty well on a nightly basis. And that's Brat, that's 
Nico Heesh has been terrific. He's more in the mold of a Patrice Bergeron. And, yes, that's a high compliment, but he's played that well for the Devils. You can see it coming. I'm not saying he is Patrice Bergeron, but his offense is coming too. So, so these guys are fun, but led by Jack Hughes, and that's why there's high hope. They figure out some things on defense. They figure out goaltending. They think they can be a team finally maybe pushing for a playoff spot going into next year. We're speaking with Ken Danico, uh, the voice of the New Jersey Devils uh, and the NHL Network. Hey, Ken, just prior to maybe seeing Jack go to the next level here, they signed him to an eight-year, $8 million contract, and it's one that kind of raised eyebrows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, don't, I mean, in a short period, maybe you're starting to think that uh, it, it, it could look like a pretty good deal uh, moving forward here, but at the time... And maybe it's just more about where the league is and less about what New Jersey did. But, man, oh, man, that's kind of one of those contracts where you don't really know what you know. No, Nick, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and obviously the Devils saw what we're seeing now and believe that we're putting our eggs in, in one basket here as far as our, our go-to guy, our main man. We see it. We know he's going to develop they wanted to make them happy early. And, and again, going back to that internal drive and, and a competitor and a leader, I think they've seen that at a young age, regardless of the production offensively that they're going, well, we want to make them happy. Don't forget Luke Hughes is coming into the fold, and we want him to settle in. He's our man. We want him to understand that. And it, at times, oh, of course, that could be high risk. That hasn't been the way in New Jersey ever, really, for a long, long time. But, but uh as what from what I've seen and what they've seen, I think they uh, hedge their bet. I think they feel they're going to be pretty happy with it at the end of the day. But uh, he is going to be a star, if not already. And he's a guy, like I said, Luke Hughes coming in the fold. Uh, you want to keep the Hughes brothers happy. And for all intents and purposes, this kid looks like a stud, too, in the back end, a freshman in college at Michigan. He's up for the Hobie Baker Award already. The kid's pretty dynamic as well. So if Jersey's fate and fortunes may lay in the hands of the Hughes brothers moving forward. So maybe that had something to do with it too, but, yeah. but it may look nice down the road in three, four years. You're absolutely right. Ken, what are your thoughts on what the, the Leafs have done? Uh, bringing in Mark Giordano, a steady D man on the back end kind of feels like what the doctor ordered. Was it enough though, to put, make this Leafs team a serious contender? Uh, you know what? I, with, with the competitive balance, I, I really believe it's wide open, and I know there's been goaltending issues as of late, and can Jack Campbell get it back? I'm one of those guys who believes he can. I mean, just listening to him, and this kid, you guys know it firsthand. You see it. Uh, he's probably hard, to, hard on himself to a fault. Maybe this injury and mental uh, break might be a good thing for him, and maybe he can regain what we saw the first 20, 30 games, right, possibly. But... Uh, so from that standpoint, it's a lot about goaltending. So that is a big part of it. But the Leafs, look, can they make the next step? Giordano's a piece, a veteran guy, a guy that's I like him. I mean, even at his age, he can really settle things down on the back end and just give you that leadership you need, you need along the way. Do I give the Leafs a chance? Of course I do. Do they have to win around to show all of us that? Of course they do, but... But with the firepower and the team that they have, and it looks like they've tried to fill in some from holes as far as what it takes come playoff time and guys that can play on both sides of the puck up front and on the back end. Is it enough? Well, we'll find out. I don't always think it's the big trades that are a lot of times more often than not, and I've 
to speak from the, the times in New Jersey more often than not when we won our Stanley Cups uh, uh, that I was very grateful to be part of was um, those subtle trades. We traded for Grant Marshall in 2003. We don't win the Cup without him. Nobody thought much of the trade. Traded for Neil Broughton in 95. He was an aging, older veteran who was absolutely dynamite for us, really kind of an afterthought as he was winding his career down, and, and he was unbelievable. So I always, a lot of times think it's those subtle trades like a Giordano if he can get acclimated and fit in. It can make a difference for sure. So I'm excited about the class. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I know you guys here and the fans are nervous, but are the least ready to take the next step. And I think a lot of it relies on Matthews, Marner, and those guys, are they ready to be leaders? Are they ready to do whatever it takes? And that doesn't just mean score goals. Where do you see the, the blue line for New Jersey taking on a Matthews and, and a Marner tonight? Dougie Hamilton comes back uh, coming off his uh, facial injury. And P.K. Subban, where's his game? The, the, there is a fall off, but how significant has it been for P.K.? Well, he, he slotted a lot better now, Nick, as far as the minutes played. And, and uh, I think from the perspective of uh, since he's been part of the Devils organization, this might be his best year. Now that's a far cry from what he was five, six, seven years ago in, in winning the Norris Trophy. But, you know, he, he every once in a while dials it back to the old days. He had a blast last night for a goal. He plays the game a little simpler. And, and I will say this about P.K. Subban, and I know he takes – some flack along the way at times. He competes. He, he likes to play, man. And, yeah, he'll make mistakes. He'll turn it over once in a while, like a lot of defensemen. But he plays hard. So he's been pretty good this year. And, obviously, the Devils have already made it clear it doesn't look like he will be returning under any circumstance, meaning they're going to go in a different direction, him being an unrestricted free agent. But uh, but this year, he, for where he's at, don't look at the contract. Don't look at the dollars because that's coming off the books now. He's played pretty well for them. And, and how do you defend Matthews Martin? And what do I think for the defense tonight? Well, you drop, you, you drop to your knees and you pray. I hope they <laughs> In reality, because if you can limit them, you got a chance to win. But if you give them too much time and space like they did in New Jersey, well, then it's going to be the same result. That's the bottom line. You just one thing the Devils can do is match firepower. They, they've got a lot of guys that they like to go, 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 and the Devils are a speedy team. But their defense has to be on high alert tonight for sure. Is that uh, Lindy's uh, pregame speech right there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's just paying attention out there. A lot of times it's, you're, the Devils identity is speed and go and you know, at times exchange chances, yes, but back-to-back nights, maybe, you know, I, I don't look at it too often like everybody else, oh, they're going to be tired. No, but Leafs are fresh, and that makes a difference. So you got to maybe play a little a little less high-risk hockey, which just is a far cry. That's what the Devils team does a little bit more because of their speed and skill now. They like to go, and it's a lot of fun. But, but at times it can be an adventure defensively, and if they find that balance, then they're going to be a little more consistent and win more hockey games uh, on a regular basis. So it does feel like, you know, what they're lacking is just keeping the puck out of their net. I wonder how quick do you think the Devils can turn this around to being, you know, a playoff team? I see they've got every pick in the draft for the next three years and some more than that. Uh, They have seven and a half million in cap space and they're about to gain PK space. Like it feels like they have assets there. They got great young talent. Like they're in a position to turn this thing around. Can it happen quickly? Oh, I believe so. I think they're, like a lot of teams can say, it, uh, it can change within a year. Uh, the balance in this, like I said, the competitive balance in this league, and if you have enough 
uh, offensive power up front, or they feel they've got that, or then they continue to get better and they're young and they're all 23 and younger. Now it's about adding a piece. A good, I want to see a good rock solid defenseman. Seager Beller's done a really good job here, and he's a big part of the future. He's if you look at the metrics, and you guys are in that, he's defended very well, upper echelon as far as defensive type defenseman. So they've got some pieces back there too. Hamilton, I think, will get better and more acclimated. He's brought offense, but the injuries set him back, and they need a little more from him. But I think that will come. And they need to add a piece or two, and I think they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be aggressive, whether it's a hockey trade, get in the trademark in the offseason, or add a free agent or two, whatever it may be. But for me, goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. they got to figure that out quickly. I think Nico Dodds, like I said, bright future, but he would be a nice tandem maybe and, and a backup uh, for where he's at in his career before maybe he takes the reins possibly. Um, and that's your only hope, but you've got to get, a, you got to get your goaltending straight away, whether that's Blackwood. Whether that's Bernier or not, you got to make those tough decisions this summer and, uh, because these guys deserve it now because they, they've shown this year they've got enough offense. It's about you know making sure they can get guys that can stop the puck, make sure they have enough guys that can defend. And I would say there's no, no reason they can't compete next year for a playoff spot. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but we'll see, what, see where they're at. But I think they're, they're on that path. Can you get Marty Brodeur to work out in the summer? <laughs> Yeah, like he pulled his groin in the Hall of Fame game a few years before. <laughs> I tried except for some first three minutes, and his son came in. I played in that game, Nick. I'm like, fans will say that every once in a while. Go, Are you kidding me? I, I've got a better chance of coming back to play defense for the Devils than Marty does in goal, for sure. Oh, but, yeah. good, thing, good thing he has all those records. Hey, Ken, really appreciate your time, buddy. Have a My great call pleasure, tonight. guys. Nice being on with you. Thanks for having Thanks. me. Man. Take care, guys. See you guys. Ken Danico. Yeah, they went out, uh, they signed uh, Jack Hughes to that eight times eight, and that's one of those where you've been waiting for Jack to look like a first pick overall or have that talent. He is as talented as any young player in the game. We know Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Can he turn himself into a Pat Kane? How about this? Uh, Rush scoring chances per game among NHL players. He's first in the NHL just ahead of McDavid. One of those sneaky little underlying the way he plays. Um First in the NHL in like zone exit, so he leaves the puck with his uh, leaves his zone with the puck, and is second in zone entries to Connor McDavid, averaging eight point one per game. So he rags the puck, he leaves his end with it, he carries it in the offensive zone. Yeah. Who's that? Rush chances. Jack, Jack Hughes. Jack yeah. Hughes. I mean, eight times eight. That contract hasn't even started yet. I bet that looks like a screaming deal in a few years. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, that's a good gamble. The Devils are a team that I is on my. Power rings of teams I feared when I was younger. That for the devil. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, use that. Eh? <laughs> Throughout my formidable formal years, they really scared me. You know, when the Berdour, Niedermeyer, those teams, Jay Pandolfo, Elias, and they always got uh, Stevens. They always took a lot of heat for uh, being boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being uh, boring, beating the brakes yes. off the Leafs yeah, over here. All, all Bad for hockey, what a blah, 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 Stanley Cops. Lee, Lee's had yeah. six shot, the six-shot game against them. How about old, like, they got some sneaky players. Uh, Sharon Govich on their team, he, he makes two million bucks. Next year, he makes two million bucks. Last year, he scored 16 times in 54 games. This year, he's got 16 goals in 57 games. Like, he's going to get to 20 if he stays healthy. Like, I, who? And I also like Dougie Hamilton a lot. 
he's a really good player. Yeah. So that's like a guy that you can kind of, and he was hurt for a long time. So I don't think they were going to do anything this year, but I think that's a guy you can really play I think 25 and a, a couple of opportunities where the Leafs could have had him. Dougie? And it didn't get done. Well, yeah, they definitely could have when they traded uh, the pick. Kyle Dubas, I hear, loves him. I am, yes. Not yes. surprised by that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. Also, you know, I feel like they kind of love the idea that he's a little bit of a different guy and, you know, or whatever. The rumors are the... the... Oh, no, he's different. Okay. He's smarter than most. Right. That's that's where he's different. Yeah, well, that's, that's I, his I, I have that, I have that problem a lot, too, his guys. intelligence are way <laughs> up off the charts. I really have that problem a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to dummy it down. You bring me in the dressing room. <laughs> It's a a thing in the room, though. There's always, like, a guy with a Yale tattoo who doesn't talk to anyone who's like, like, you you a part of this or what? That's what makes the world go around. Uh, 20 guys are the same guys. No, boring. Yeah. No, you're right. You need everybody. You need the smart guy. You need the brave guy. Yeah. You need the tough guy. You know, the smart guy is rarely the brave guy. That's (laughs) That's what makes a team beautiful. No, you're right. No, that is so. so. So they, you know, Hishier being in that more two-way player mold, Hughes being a potential star. You know, I don't know who else you like. Do you like Brad or Sharon Govich or you know some of these guys, Dawson Mercer? Then you know, there's some guys coming. And my right. problem with this we'll is pay every, attention to every, them when they start. I know winning. Every team has these guys where you're like, oh, they have Dawson Mercer. It's like, okay, well, maybe he's a player. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. Looks good so far. Yeah, East but, Coast guy. You know, Sammy's brought up this point throughout the whole season. They'll come to Toronto. Big stage. Oh, yeah. And How many Ontario excited. boys? One shining moment. They'll, you want to make a name for yourself? You want to get noticed? Coming to Toronto. Yeah. Play a good game. I was like, Nashville uh, plays the Leafs, and all of a sudden everyone's like, have you seen Roman Yossi's points? Like, he's running <laughs> away in D. He might have 100 points this year. Roman Yossi's, what's he got, 72 points or something? Never right. never heard his only name. A, the only Leafs. a few Toronto-born guys on the Devils. Michael McLeod. Um, Dougie Hamilton, P.K. Subban. A couple guys there. All right, I'm just going through this lineup sheet made by Sammy McKee. How can I tell it's made by Sammy McKee? Because it says here. Oh, no. The Rangers' Igor Shosturkin has a 4.03 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage Mm -hmm. over the last five starts. And in big, bold letters, (laughs) it says Matthews. Now the clear favorite. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't make a mistake. I was saying I made a typo for sure. Oh, you misspelled the Don off. <laughs> the clear favorite. I'm going to pull out a name that I think in the last 20 games that could give Matthews a run for MVP. Mm-hmm. Roman Yossi. Okay. You think that that good, eh? I'm watching him Saturday night, yep. and he is off the charts. Yes. No, his, his he has become something that I don't know that people have appreciated because Nashville always had good D, and he just kind of felt like one of them. And he wins a Norris, and I'm now watching, he's having his best season ever. I'm watching Saturday night, and I, I haven't watched closely, of course, of Roman Yossi all season long, but Saturday night, I'm watching... Roman Yossi, more valuable to Nashville Mm -hmm. than Austin Matthews is to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And more valuable than Kale McCarr is to uh, Colorado? 
He's pretty darn good too. Yeah. But again, it's kind of one of those, is it most valuable to his team, most valuable in the league? This is, is it, such a yearly right? thing. And so I have a strong opinion on this. I've written about it several times. To me, value is if I'm on a good team or a bad team and I'm an awesome player, I'm providing that team with that amount of value. Like, I don't like the idea of giving to the guy who happens to be the best player on a crappy team. Like, what, or even a mediocre team. Because McDavid the, the, is. We call that the Mike Trout rule. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. No, Shohei Otani rule. For me, it's like, give it to the best. We we're trying to find out who's the best player in the league. That's why we made the MVP award. The most valuable player. No, 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 no. It's not the best player in the league. I know, but that's what we're looking for here. I understand that's not the definition yeah. of the award. Yeah. But historically, it has gone to the league's best player. Who had the best season in the NHL? That's what we want to know. Is it not? Oh, gosh. That's totally a different world for me than See, what I'm talking well, about. Well, then it's MVP. just Durkin and it's not close. It's not remotely close if we're doing most valuable. Because without Shesterk and the Rangers are well, a, and, a basement team. And uh, Historically, the Leafs have been very successful when Austin's not in yeah. the lineup. They oh, can win like without 600 him. winning percentage. Right? Yeah. What are they, 26 and 14 <laughs> over <laughs> the course of every uh, game that Matthews that. has missed? Yeah. 3-0 and this year without... Uh, no, not 3-0. Yeah. Not 3 now. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, how do you how do you hold the guy up as the Hart Trophy candidate if if it's about value to team only? To me, it's value. You provide X value by all the goals and by your play, and that value, whatever team you put it on, it's the same amount of value. See, I value defense more than any forward. Right off the bat, I value a guy right. that plays 20, 22 minutes than any forward. And Two defensemen, no, one defenseman, I think, since Bobby Orr has won it. Yeah. Is it Chris Pronger? Nick Lidstrom, I don't think, ever won the Hart Trophy. No, he didn't. No, I think I think you're right. It's Pronger. It's Pronger. It's just Pronger since Bobby Orr. So clearly that's not how we vote on this. We don't even look at D and goalies. Well, they have their own awards. They've got their Norris. Right. So I don't know. I really feel like we need a relabeling of these awards. Like the Ted Lindsay Award is to the most outstanding player in the league, is it not? Most outstanding players. It's, voted, the, it's voted by the players. Voted yeah. by the players. MVP. That's the only useful way to phrase it to me. We just call it the best season award. What is it again? Sorry. The Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Is the most outstanding player. Most outstanding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a difference there. Yeah. Because the value thing is like, why are we trying to figure that out? Why are we trying to figure out who's the most valuable? Because to a team. Because then you're being you're punished for being on a good team. Like, oh, sorry, you played for the Avs, who, you know, you know they have other good players. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't know. No, you're, you're 100% right. Soapbox they they, they, uh, they got to redefine yeah. it. Because who's, who's the best player without a good second player? Uh, anyway. Roman Yossi has a chance for 100 points, which has only been done by Bobby Orr. Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey. Brian Leach. Got 100 points, yeah. I, I think he got 100 yeah. points. Come on, Sammy, get the Google out. Um, but it hasn't happened very often, and just I just unbelievable both ways. I, I I was really impressed with him when I covered uh, the 2016 World Cup uh, here in Toronto for Sportsnet, mm -hmm. and I, I I would watch him and I go. Was he on the North American team then, or no Team Europe? He was I Team think. Europe, yeah. Yeah, Team Europe. Yeah, the ones that went to the finals. Did they? <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I, can't, I can't say Team Europe in the finals uh, yeah. without giggling.
Leach had 102 points in 91-92. Wow. 22 goals, 80 apples. Yeah. I think- like, it's uh, a, a, an unbelievable feat. McKinnis had 103. All right. We'll throw in Mc- McKinnis. So, are we talking about uh, half a dozen? Right? Denny Podvan? We're just talking about a handful of guys yeah. here. And Hall of Famers only. Like, uh, I I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how you could not look at Roman Yossi right now and go toe-to-toe. Yeah. Toe-to-toe, I'm sorry. Yes, 50, 60 goals. Yes, but 100 points for a defenseman. What if he was playing for the MV, Leafs? MVP material. Yeah, Yossi at 78 points, 18 and 60. McCarr at 71, Fox at 64, Hedman at 62. Man, there's some good defensemen in the league right now. Yeah, you know, Ekblad's fifth. McCarr was on pace for 40 goals. Morgan Riley's ninth in the league. Say that like I haven't checked his stats. McCarr. 50 points. Yeah. McCarr was on pace for like 40. No one saw Yossi pushing. No, this was kill McCarr's year. You could have engraved his name in like, End of November. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I thought McCarr would have won it last year. Fox ends up with it. You know, my, Yossi might gank this one. It's, uh, you know, sometimes guys are fall, fall just short. Was it Tavares one year, I think, had the Art Ross lead going to the final game, and Jamie Benn scored, like, five points, empty netter? I remember something about that. Jamie yeah. Benn, I think, led the league in points when you were with, like, 84 points or some ridiculously low total. It was almost Tavares. And 20 games, and Shuster can kind of prove this in the last week, 20 games is a lot here, right? We're, we're talking about, uh, yeah, you know what, uh, 25, uh, a quarter of 20% the season, yeah. of the season still. Yep. I mean, there's plenty of times to win something and lose something here. Yeah, Shusterkin is going to be interesting. Like, he, if, if he finds his form again the rest of the year, I, you've, you've written him off and I wrote no, him off now. Listen, I'm not going to write him off, but... Austin Matthews scores every goal, every game for the best, you know, for the most watched team in the league, carrying them into one of their best franchise history. Did he just say that one of the most watched teams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is that breaking news? They're so the most, so the most does pop- that mean the most the, popular the, the, the team ones in the that league? vote for it are all Leaf fans? No. That's what you're telling me? They're but Leaf most viewers most for people sure. Watch, if you were going to put together what most people, like across hockey viewing people, the Leafs are the most watched team. Oh, yeah, thanks there, Sherlock. Well, that's what you just doubted me when I said no, that. No, I'm saying it has nothing to do with anything that they're watched. Yes, no, it does. It does have it, something it to do with It has something to do with everything. Narratives get it. out of control, and it's a narrative award. It it's shouldn't. A nar- but it is. You're right there. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be, It's oh. a, but it's a narrative award across all sports. That's why LeBron James doesn't win every year. It's why Mike Trout doesn't win every year. It's in a narrative award. Oh, and there's I hate narratives hearing like, that. Well, we're driving it here. Well, it's our job to talk I, about it. I remember the year that Nathan McKinnon should have won the Hart Trophy, and it wasn't particularly close. It was Taylor Hall won it because they won, made the playoffs. Well, and Wyshynski at Yahoo at the time wrote an article, mm-hmm. here's why Taylor Hall should and, win. And it, and it like got shared steam. a billion times. It was a great article, and I honestly feel like it swung votes. It was like days before the, the voting same, came out, and same he thing was at hap- a high point. Same thing happened with um, Carl Malone. And in in the 90s with Jackie McMullen wrote a piece about how he should be the MVP. It picked up steam and 
Michael Jordan then destroyed him in the finals. But yeah, it's and I it's, think it Hall won it over McDavid by like yeah. a handful of votes. So just buy off Sorry, the right McKinnon. writers and bloggers and you know campaign for it. I am. It, good agents should be greasing the wheels out there, sliding some people some bucks. Will you write me a little pro? Uh, Austin Matthews is going to break the goal scoring record potentially for the most one of the most popular franchises in the NHL in a season where they are potentially going to have their biggest point total ever. MVP. <laughs> so I, I think that's just yeah, not well, right. Well, you, I it it may not be right, but yeah. it's just it's just the, if we he scores sixty, agree. if he scores sixty, come on, he's got a ways to go to get there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He's got forty six. Oh, he only twenty games left. Remember yeah. when he was he scores every night? And we're like, <laughs> we, we said it on our show. We said he, he can go score uh, uh, twelve goals in ten games, and he can he, yeah. he has that ability to just run. Do the that table. Gretzky thing where you score five in the last game, get weird about it, and he did. Yes. So, um, also Boy, the YouTube comments aren't liking me talking about how much people watch the Leafs. Aren't liking? No, no, no. Uh, isn't it Leafs fans yeah, watching us? I think there's some other people getting in there too. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a good yeah, sign and, if we and, can. And this is why people hate Toronto because I know. Of Sammy's. Yes, hundred like, percent. And I take bias. pride in that. I take pride in people Toronto hating the Leafs. Toronto, crap. <laughs> I get We're it, people. Toronto. I get it. I, I get it. And I don't like to hear it either that Austin Matthews is going to win this because the Sammies of the world are just driving the narrative. <laughs> How did we get this guy so, hosting the Leaf show? I just we? said Sam's a door. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love it. How about Sidney Crosby has uh, overtaken the, the Penguin point scoring lead on the season? This guy won't go away three points last night. He now has 64 points in 52 games. Stud. Stud. Absolute stud. You know, everyone's bigging up OV season, uh, which justifiably so statistically. Malkin's heating up too. Oh, boy. And uh, Raquel's a nice ad. It is a nice ad. You know, the, and the depth of that team, Gensel scores, Rust scores, Rust. Jeff Carter, Kapanen, they, Malkin. They being slept on a little? I feel yeah. like when you talk about contenders, you never hear their name. Brought up. Well, somebody's going home after the them. first round, really disappointed here. Well, Rain, the they might play several. Rangers in the first round. Rangers with Shesterkin's, if he's scuffling at all, I think that's a potential. I'd like to see Sid go deep in the playoffs again. I wow. I, I have this. Who doesn't want to watch Sid? I, I have this vibe, you know, like great players. Just, I can see Sid winning another cup. You know, like he just. He's that kind of guy, and if they get the goaltending from Jari... Well, I'm watching Russ go through last oh, night Columbus like, last uh, night. like a hot knife through butter. That was unbelievable. That guy's a player. I could, I have this premonition where I could see, uh, potentially, if the Leafs ever got past the first round of the playoffs, they hook up against the Penguins, and the Penguins beat them. And it's like the one, it's like the, you know, the pass, like, oh, they finally got over the hump, but then they lose to the old Wiley veteran and Sid, and <laughs> it's a learning experience, learning to, losing to a guy. Who, you just just keep your concerns to the division. No, no, I just, I, I, I could see that happening. I know. You know, you just yeah. picture the narratives. Speaking of narratives, anyways. All right, what happens tonight? Uh, you got any uh, uh, JB bets for us? I do. Um you know, the, I like to use the, the bet builder where you like bet on a couple things within one game. So I am very confident the Leafs win tonight. I will say as confident as I've been this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm not jumping on that wagon okay. anymore. I get killed. <laughs> oh, I agree with JB. Then we both get lumped into, you guys are stupid idiots when they lose. Well, we do opinions and words on the radio. What do we know? Um, and then the over 
the over right now is a huge number. It's set at seven. I teased it down to five and a half. Combining Leafs win over five and a half pays about minus one eighteen, something like that. You can do six and a half; it'll pay minus or plus one twenty. You like the Leafs as much as I do, Sammy? You nervous at all that uh, they can bring that energy from the Rangers last night and twenty four hours later? I, I'm not nervous, but what do we always say when a team comes in in the second half of a back to back and a team that hasn't played in a couple days? The first period, call it a schedule uh, loss. No, the first period often the team that played the night before is better. Because they're 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 coming off, they're kind of yeah. they're, they're coming into the game hot. If they come in hot, a couple go by. Old Peter could go not well. I, I think I think New Jersey has a, a little bit of the the last few games in their back of their minds too, and they got embarrassed in Jersey. They should have won. The as, Leafs as Dano. Jersey against Toronto. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah. The yep. last time the Leafs were there, they they embarrassed them. Uh, the last time they were here, they had the lead. They blew it. I just think that uh, I don't think they're going to come in and uh, and, and put, push the, the pace a little bit as well. Hmm. I, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, well, it's this is weird. They've been playing so much. Now we only get two games over an eight-day span here, so I'm, I'm just happy we get some hockey back. Bunting plus uh, over a point and a half plays plus 220. What is um, Giordano goal pay? Plus 450. Oh, I know. I, that's not, terrible. Odds. Not great. I mean, you can see it happen. We'll take a, an apple from Geo. Yeah. I'm I excited to watch is. him play. I'm I excited to see the Bieber jerseys on ice. I am too. I feel bad for him that he's got to wear a Bieber jersey his first All right, game. Justin Bieber, bring him some luck tonight. Wear your jersey. Have a little Buddha. Enjoy the game. Our thanks to Eric Francis. Our thanks to Ken Danico. And uh, did we freeze today on YouTube? We did freeze. We lost some some precious moments, but it was okay. That north wind outside today froze. We'll be back. Don't worry, YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Wherever you pick up the podcast, give us a rating and review. Tell us what you think. We're back tomorrow. Real Kipper and Bourne.